Welcome to episode 105 of the Switch Mania Playcast. We're back for another episode, and thank you all for listening. Oh, craziness, craziness, craziness all the time. It has been very busy. <laughs> very oh. busy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, it's to say that we're going to try to do some monumental stuff this year is like an understatement. And like, this week was like a combination of like a couple major initiatives that we're doing with premium Mm -hmm. and it's stuff that we can't talk about because we're going to have some really cool like video announcements and stuff but oh my goodness like it's i'm excited i mean we've had a few calls with um you know some people that we're working with and they're excited and i bet some of it's got a leak barry it's it's got it not by me i (laughs) i I really hope that none of it leaks because i want to see people get really excited but, you know, when we we launched, you know, not many people knew who we were. Yeah. But you saw the excitement with Series 2 when we did the Series 2 Direct. People are like, oh, excited, excited, especially for Robot. And then for Series 3, the excitement just went off the rails. Everyone just couldn't wait to see what's happening. All I have to say is you thought 2021 was good. And it was a great year. We, we got <laughs> Series 1 out the door. We got Series 2 Direct and out the door, Series 3 Direct. See, 2022 is going to blow it out of the water. We've got so many things planned, so many cool things, so many things that no one else is doing. I, I would love to sit yeah. here and talk all about it, but we're not going to. At all least I have a to couple is, things that have never been done before. Yep. And we're not going to stray from our identity. Nope. That's the thing. Like Our identity is, is what we are. And we want everybody to be excited. We want everybody to stay tuned. So as I tell people, you know, make sure to have the newsletter subscription. Make sure to be subscribed to this Playcast for more insider exclusive updates. And subscribe on the newsletter from the main page on the website. People were asking this last week to me. Main page, just go to the bottom. You put in your email and you subscribe. And you can see all our old updates, too. Yep. Yeah. uh, So the beginning of every episode, Barry, beginning of every episode, we got to talk about uh, production updates, because that's one thing yes. people ask is, well, what about the stuff that I ordered? So um, we got an update from the Switch Collector, Volume 1 and 2. I posted a blog update on the website, as well as posted updates to the backers of the Punch-Out book and Switch Collector, Volume 2. Um, we actually got like a pinpoint of where our books are sitting on the port outside of California. <laughs> so craziness so we actually got like here's where the ship is it is going to next week dock what that means though is that it's going to dock in california it's going to sit at the port and get offloaded and then shipped to texas uh to where that it will get then inventoried and then shipped to everybody um it's not as simple as everything is just waiting to be shipped though unfortunately because all of the kickstarter backers i'm going to you know, so I said me, I'm going to manually input them into our warehouse um, because that needs to happen. And it's, it's a few thousand orders, but that'd be okay. I don't need to sleep, Barry. <laughs> sleep is for the week. <laughs> <laughs> but that does yeah. need to happen because that's the transition from um, the last couple Kickstarters, essentially. It's fine. I mean... Won't be a big deal. Uh, just live and learn. I'll just listen to some music <laughs> and, and hang out and drink some coffee. Uh, you know what? This is good news, though, at least. Yep. You know, so many people have been asking, hey, where's Switch Collector Volume 1 and 2? And, and it'll be like, now, now you know. Uh, unfortunately, 
we have no control over this. This is real world mm-hmm. issues. Uh, so I do want to say thank you to everybody who, you know, for your patience, um, because you guys have been patient and we do very much appreciate it. Um, you know, good things come to those who wait. And when these books arrive, hopefully you absolutely love them because they're Jeff's books. So they're going to be awesome. You know that. And Switch Collective Volume 1, I can tell you, is definitely awesome because I've already read it. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Series 2, Deluxes, um, they are essentially like how freight shipping works is they have to wait to be picked up overseas and then shipped over and then wait to be boarded at the port. Well, it is at the overseas portion waiting to be moved on is where it's at right now. Um, there's something called the Asian New Year, Chinese New Year right now going on. So everything over there is like overloaded and clogged up to all high heaven. So basically we're just waiting to get a confirmation on when it moves on a freight. Once it moves on a freight ship, it's like a week or so that it takes to get over to where the Switch Collector stuff is. That took two months to load up last time with the Switch Collector. We're being told that it shouldn't take that long. We're being told it should be soon. That's what they keep telling me. Soon. There's no like tracking or anything. (laughs) But it's like soon that it will be loaded up onto a ship to move it across. But there's like a just, you know, millions of packages millions of things to load up on these ships so so essentially it's all on a priority basis and we are a small publishing company compared to like the giant computer manufacturers and other things that are being done so um so essentially uh we're still predicting that we are going to be shipping out um you know soon like in the next couple months early what did we say like early spring or what did we say last time you usually about uh april may hopefully yeah we should be easily because uh, so again once it shows up it gets to the port it does all the loading but it gets to our packaging facility the nintendo approved packaging facility has to be packaged up still um so that still has to happen with the deluxes i should have an advanced copy of the deluxe to see which is literally going to be just the deluxe items so it's going to be the guide the Neo Geo case and the slip case that I'll be getting um, along with the other book, the video game console collector's field guide. Um, I should be getting all of that in soon because they advanced me a copy of each. So I should have that to show off so we can, I can do a blog post and show what it looks like, do a little video or something. But um, yeah, but it's going to be again, has to show up though to get packaged up. Cause what they have to do is they have to take, each one of these that show up, which is going to show up sealed, they take it apart, and then they have to put inside there the robot name fight items that they have. <laughs> so, so essentially, you know, they have the CD, they have the um, the retro box that has to go in there, and along with the special item, which I'm not sure if we revealed what the special item is yet for robot name fight, the we bonus have item. Not revealed that yet. Yeah, so the bonus item and all of that stuff goes inside, and then they put it inside the Neo Geo case back in with the book, and then seal it back up to ship out to to uh, customers. So that process itself will take like a, a few days for them to do. Um, then once they pack it up, it'll go and ship out, and that includes anybody who added items with their deluxes. So, yeah. So that literally, like, that's what we're saying. Spring, we're hoping that everything will be, everybody will have their items. We haven't done a deluxe in a while. Um, We don't Mm -hmm. plan on doing one for a while just because of the time it takes. 
but um, I am working on the next deluxe guide, which is um, for Sunshine that we promised via the Kickstarter backers from before while the game's still in production. So I am working on that in the background. I'm working on it with a, with a guy who is a beta tester for both games. So I've been I've been working on the maps for Captain Sunshine stuff this weekend. So that is in process, in progress, but we haven't taken any pre-orders for premium yet for camp because we're going to have everything done before we do that. Um, yes. So that's Series well, 2. That's series 3, though. But Series 3, um, the last update for Series 3 is that everything has been now confirmed. Most of the items have confirmed to be shipped. And that is a new update, which I don't even think you're tracking, Barry, because I was nope. told last night. Um, so essentially, I get a list of everything. It's like, oh, all this stuff is made it before the holiday, except for these two items. And the two items ended up being two of the slipcases. Didn't get printed in time. Um, um, so essentially, what they're going to do is everything else is already in the same position, like waiting to be boarded on a, on a freighter or whatever. But the other two items were going to get expedited. So that way, after the two to three to four week lull that's going to happen for the the holiday, we're going to have those two go on a a, a, a better uh, air shipping or whatever, and get it over faster. Um, it's not necessarily better, but like the thing is, is you got to realize is like these are thousands and thousands of pounds of items. So yep. I think we did the. It was like like in the tens and twenties of k thousands of dollars difference in price to freight for versus air. So in order for us to keep our prices down in our games, we have to ship a certain way um, in bulk. So that's why it has to be like that. Um, that's us pulling the curtain back. But um, so essentially uh, those last two items, um, there was some kind of manning shortage overseas too is why that happened. By the way, it was like, again, real world shit that hits in there. And I just cursed um, real world stuff that, that hits, <laughs> that hits in there. And it's not a big deal though. Um, but Again, we're always very open with everything that we do with premium. Um, yeah, and it's we're frustrated just like you know everybody else is frustrated. But it's yep. you know it's just a matter of understanding and you know knowing that they will arrive, and when they do, you will have three amazing titles from Series Three. Mm-hmm. And also, when they arrive, that means we can start talking Series Four. Yeah, and I will tell you, like we've been toying with this. Um, lots of developers have been hitting us up. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of games coming out. So we've been toying about doing a... Because right now we've been like shipping after everything arrives and we ship out. Um, but we're talking about maybe doing more of like a scheduled release schedule going forward. Um, I kind of conceptualized it into a um, calendar for our, everybody on the Premium Edition team to see. And say, like, hey, here's mm-hmm. what it would look like if we like did a... Okay, every quarter or every season in the middle of that, we, we do a release. That way we keep it, and then we still like are planning on we show we're, like and and this is something that once we figure out exactly how we want to do it predictively, like we're gonna post on the website, like put it up on yes. the website just to show everybody, hey, here's when series four, five, six, whatever, like up to that year, this is where when they're gonna launch, so you can plan your pocketbooks when premium's gonna be doing their thing, and it's gonna be slow still. That's the thing, like. We're not going every week. We're not doing whatever. Honestly, like Barry and I have talked offline. We didn't. We we didn't like doing three games. We only wanted to do two games. <laughs> like we want to be able to focus. And we added that third game, Mighty Fight, because it's awesome and we had the opportunity. But like we would really love to stick to two. Like if there's something special, everyone knows that we're 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 gonna yes. try to make it happen. 
Like it's it's like you know we're we're all living the dream here. So it's like somebody comes to us with a, an amazing game and they're like, hey, we really want it to be part of this. We're gonna try, um, but we do want to still keep everything special and be able to ha- make everything a premium experience. Like so, like we never say never, but like we are not going to change who we are or what we do, even if we're increasing things. Yeah. Um, so you know. That if we're doing three Switch games in a series, it's something special, something that dropped in our laps, something that we weren't planning on, but the opportunity was there and the stars aligned, so let's make it happen. Exactly. And, and like like Jeff said with Series 3, it was Mighty Fight. You know, that dropped in our laps. We were able to do it. You know, Comey was awesome to work with, and we were really proud that we were able to bring that physically and get, you know, a lot of those IPs out there with the, the kick-ass fighting game, and uh, it's just so much fun, and it's well, an, it really is an honor. Well, and something else happened too. Well, yeah. We had another team member help me yes. with design, which is Clarence. And, you know, like he's doing awesome work. So when you see Mighty Fight, Clarence did all the design work on that and it looks yes. awesome. Looks and so, great. like, that helps because then I'm able to still focus on two of the games and Clarence was able to take that. And. That is even going forward as we do some some crazy things that we alluded to earlier. Um, we have somebody else to, to help out and who is also super insane like we are and passionate. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really fun that like um, and so that's the thing though is like we want to make sure that as we continue to grow and you know developers hit us up like we don't want to say well we got to wait till 2027 because <laughs> like no we want to be able to to help out and i mean the thing is is that even when sunshine anthology is really like when we're ready to take that for pre-orders once it's completely the porting's done because right now it's been importing but when that's done we were planning on doing that as a, like a standalone release when it's available but like we could pair that with another game if there's something out there like like we want to have flexibility is all yeah sunshine is a is a floating anomaly it'll, mm-hmm. it'll pretty be, be done when it's done it, it could join another series it could be a third game it could it could wind up being oh here's the third game of the series but most of that stuff's already done so it really wouldn't be as big of a deal um or it could just be look we have nothing right now in between here we're just going to put sunshine here um but so much of that is up in the air because it's in the porting process so it's out of our hands we're at the mercy of the porters. And then, of mm-hmm. course, once it's ported on the Switch, we want to make sure there's no bugs in the port. So we're going to give them a little time to yeah. to um, bug test and make the best version possible for that cart. Exactly. And, I mean, I'm already working on some of the items, and they look awesome. Um, yeah, we're still waiting on some art pieces and things. And since we have time, I'm you know, getting some really cool stuff done with the artists and it's going to be a really epic fun release. And I like my scary movies. I like my horror movies. So like, it's going to be a real cool release to do just like they all are. Honestly, I like it all. Uh, um, yeah. Cause trust <laughs> I me, like the reception too. trust me, series four <laughs> is going to be ridiculous. And series four has nothing to do with horror. There's your hint. Nope. <laughs> like there's your hint. But like, yeah, I think series five is going to be ridiculous too. Series five oh, is what? ridiculous. What? What? No, no, we can't talk more. But things are brewing. <laughs> things are be a brewing. Yeah, we're already doing some crazy stuff, and like it's oh, it's just super cool, and everything's kind of falling into place. And uh, we got some conventions uh, coming up, of course. Uh, we'll talk about it at the end of the episode, but like 
I got one in a couple weeks in Waco, Texas. Anything goes. Yes, and that'll be fun. And not going to be doing a ton of them, but when we go, we're going to have fun with it. Yeah, craziness. So there's our updates. So that way, those that want to know, there's where Premium is at right now with everything that is out um, and in the ether. Um, I've been working on, outside of working on some Series 4 stuff um, and some Sunshine stuff, I've also been working on the Switch Collector Volume 3. Um, I got the layout work almost 100% done. I've been working on all of the physical releases from the second half of year two, which is in volume three. Um, that's not confusing at all. Um, but, <laughs> but it's, um, I'm doing all the data information. So uh, what I do is on the back of each uh, game, there's players and everything. So I make sure that gets into the book. And then I go also and look at genres and developers and publishers and Barry you know this but I don't know if the listeners know this that sometimes they put the developer on the front of the cartridge or on the case instead of the publishers so like it's even wrong online so I have to like jump in and dig deep when I see things and I'm like all right so did this company really publish it or is this the actual developer? And I know like some of them are like developmental companies. I'm like, that's on the front of the cartridge. Well, who actually, Oh, this was merge games or this was, you know, a different company that did it. And most of them are the overseas ones that do that. But I did notice a few of the bigger companies put the developer on the front. And I know specifically Nintendo made me change that to us a couple times. So maybe they just didn't catch them. Don't know. But yeah, there's some inconsistencies with some of the packaging on Switch, which is super crazy. <laughs> but that volume is going to be bigger than Volume 2, Barry. Every volume is going to be bigger than the last. No, not necessarily, because I think Year 3, I have to split it into three volumes. So I'm hoping that each volume isn't bigger than Volume 1, Volume 2, and 3. <laughs> Moby. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you still have to split the year in three, and then the years gets it's going to keep getting split because more and more games keep coming each and every year. True story. True story. So many games on the Switch, but remember, the Switch has no games. So that is a good transition to one of the topics we're going to talk yes. about, which is the sales numbers of the mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch. Freaking crazy. So, so I um I was seeing a lot of posts online and on YouTube and everything. So the Nintendo Switch has effectively in the first five years now outsold and this is unofficial um the Wii and the playstation which is crazy so like the last things you see on like wikipedia is when it was updated it's like 92 million well it's apparently over 102 103 million now units uh for lifetime sales for the nintendo switch which means it's the fifth selling console slash handheld best selling all time best selling and it's called a hybrid so it's the, it's the it's a hybrid system because it's home and handheld. But Nintendo considered the DS family and the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color, which are two distinct to me consoles. Yep. They they consider that as one. So it's um it's interesting that it is now it is now sold more than the Wii, which was like one of the biggest selling Nintendo consoles of all time uh, next to the DS and Game Boy. And now it's sold more than the original PlayStation, which is crazy. So um, a lot of analysts are saying that um, because the PlayStation 4 has sold, you know, uh, over 116 million, Game Boy and Game Boy Color combined have sold over 118 million. So they're anticipating that the Switch could beat that by the end of the year based off of its current sales and momentum. 
But the question I have for you, Barry, is mm-hmm. will it ever get over the $155 <laughs> million to beat out the PlayStation 2 and DS? That's the um, question. Unattainable. Well, first, <laughs> first, I'll say... Do I, I think it has a chance of beating the Game Boy Game Boy Color this year, but I do not think it'll beat the PlayStation 4. And the only reason I say that is because due to lack of PlayStation 5, Sony has brought back production to the PlayStation 4. So I do think the PlayStation 4 is going to surpass the Game Boy Game Boy Color uh, due to that. Uh, so I think it's a moving goalpost kind of deal. Uh, I do think the Switch will outsell the PS4 by the end, but I don't think it's going to do it this year. <laughs> as for your question... <laughs> Imagine um, if it could as well, like a NASCAR race. Go right around it on the right side. Switch just goes I, right around you know the what? PS4. That would be something Damn. considering this PS4 is being produced again. That, um, would, be, that uh, would be ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> as for beating the, um, you know, the, the DS and the PS2, um, that all depends on Nintendo. If Nintendo doesn't release a successor for a couple years and instead does a Switch Pro that we've all been waiting for Mm -hmm. instead, um, that will obviously keep the longevity up of the Switch and it would be part of the Switch family like the Lite and the OLED are. Um, in which case, yes, it could. Switch if family will ne- never end, Barry. It'll if never next end. year is a Switch 2 and it's a, a successor or a brand new thing uh, starting from scratch, then no, it will not because while the Switches still will be sold, uh, the hardcore will move to the Switch 2 and Switches will start to peter out and probably end up somewhere between that 118 and 145 mark. Yeah, see, I mean, you know my analysis from my predictions. Like, Switch is going to go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's going to be like the iPhone, and we're going to have Switches forever. Now, in reality, though, if you even if you follow Nintendo's track record, look at what they did with the DS and the 3DS, where they did the XL, XLI, all that craziness. Like, yeah. that, they at least do four or five in those families. So, like, we're at three right now. Like, we're at least going to have four or five different modifications of the Switch if they stay in alignment with their old style. But Nintendo is always looking to do unique and new things, and I feel that that cartridge is effervescent to where the point where they could just literally upgrade to a 4K model, have it completely backward compatible with the same cartridges, and go, better played with Switch yep. 4K. Like, whatever. And, and there'll probably be some Switch 4K exclusive, just like... Because new 3DS and DS9. if you think about it, they labeled the Nintendo Switch Lite as a smaller Switch. They just call it the Lite. They got a Nintendo Switch OLED because it has an OLED on it. So they're calling it the OLED. So if they do as a Nintendo Switch 4K, they're going to call it the 4K. Like, oh yeah, this is the 4K Switch. Makes sense instead of calling it something weird. That depends on if they're counting as a brand new system. Yeah. If it's a brand new system with exclusive games... They'll probably have and, a different name for it, honestly. Because that's what Nintendo does. They'll, they have a whole brand new name if they do that. Um, but not necessarily. There's no reason. Super Nintendo wasn't much of a new name versus Nintendo. It's Nintendo 64 wasn't much of a new name. 64. The Wii U wasn't much of a new name. It was it, for you. <laughs> that was is, that was their justification for I the know, worst naming this system. This is for you. Um, it, it's 3DS to DS? 3D. Yeah, but exactly. Nintendo likes to keep things similar um, in terms of naming structure when, when making a new system. So it will really depend on if they count as a brand new system. Like, they don't count the Game Boy Color as a new system. When I counted it as a new system, it had exclusive games. Me too. I, it wasn't, it wasn't more powerful. There's actually more games on the Game Boy Color than the original Game Boy. It's weird. I never even thought that. It's like insane. Yeah. 
Yeah, like the, like to me, the Game Boy Color. Now, the Game Boy Light and the Game Boy Pocket, I count as part of the Game Boy line. They're still all Game Boys. Yes. But the Game Boy Color is a new system in between the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance, as far as I'm concerned. Because it had exclusive games, essentially. Well, a, an exclusive library. Like, the DSi mm-hmm. and the new 3DS also had exclusive games, but we're talking three to five. Um, and, and I <laughs> feel like, as a completionist collector... Even if they did the Switch as a family and did iterative updates like iPhone and did all that and it's still backward compatible, and so, but it says best played with, kind of like what they did with the new 3DS and the three titles that were backward, not backward compatible. Um, four. Or yeah, four, four titles or whatever. Like you as a completionist collector could justify that that is a new series at that point for Nintendo, even if they don't consider it a new series because uh, they can... Literally, like Game Boy and Game Boy Color, keep it as part of the same because the Game Boy Color was backward compatible, but so was the Advanced. So, I mean, in reality, like, I hope that they just keep allowing it to be backward compatible because I want them to still be producing Switch cartridges so we can continue making Switch games. They're not going to, there's very few systems have died when their successors come out. And the only times the systems have died is when they were failing. Yeah. The the Saturn died before the Dreamcast. The N64 died before the GameCube. The Wii U died before the Wii or before the the Switch. Yeah. (laughs) Breath of the Wild before the Wii died. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, actually, yeah. Truthfully, there was a Wii game after after the Wii U died. That is very, very true. That's so funny. Um, Like, (laughs) <laughs> like in that case, then yes. But if you look at like the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One are still getting games, despite the Five and the One X are out. The PS Two got games after the PS Three. You know, yeah. the Three Sixty got games after the Xbox One. Um, so I do expect whenever the successor comes out, the Switch is still going to get some games. Yeah, I mean, from us. So there you go. <laughs> from us, for sure. Like, but I mean, we're, we're going to do it. <laughs> the Wii U still gets a few random new games or digitally, but <laughs> yeah, that's um. Well, and the thing is, is that's completely done now. Yeah. Like digital and physical, like they killed that uh, last year officially. Yeah. So yeah, but up until twenty twenty one, even though this, even though it died in twenty seventeen, it still got some new stuff. Exactly, and so like, yeah, that's that's the interesting piece, right? Is that it? Like a hundred percent is um, a moving target post, and yep. yeah, it's it'll be fun. It's gonna be interesting to see because like it's good to predict like what Nintendo's gonna do with their craziness. Um, but it's also like cool because I mean I've honestly moved my collecting mantra to um, aftermarket games on old consoles and the Switch, and the fact that we're supporting indie developers like I'm supporting indie developers on old consoles and new consoles. Just what I do. It's what I enjoy. And so it's kind of in alignment with our modern retro done right with premium. It's like, that's what I do. I have fun. Um, But yeah, it's, it's really cool. I like that the switch is, is meeting it Uh, for you. Poor completionist collectors bear. I feel for y'all, but (laughs) you can collect however you want to. I know you're beyond the point of no return bear. I understand. I understand, (laughs) but you are like the biggest switch collector out there that I know. So, I mean, there is that. So, and you kind of collect how I would if I was going for everything anyways. Because, like, not double and triple dipping on the same title. Like, just doing the region that you care about. Like, that makes sense. Yeah, um, the region I care about and then other regions if it's only there. And the only time I'll do another region with the U.S. region is if we only get a, a the physical here. 
I'll get or, both. Or let's do a pivot. Or, or yes, that's what you I was collect going. how I do. Which, for example, um, if the most complete version is released in a different region or a the coolest version is released. So for me too, I also like um, if it's a cooler looking cover in a different region as well. So like there'll be something where you see it and there's two different art. One is in the US and one is in Asia and the Asian art looks way cooler and it's all in English. Like I'm going to go for the cooler looking art piece because I mean that I dig that. Um, or in the case of like a Blaster Master uh, Zero, when they put the whole trilogy on one cartridge and it's better versions, like, okay, that's yeah. like a no freaking brainer. So that goes into a um, topic that we want to talk about. Um, Jesse Castillo on the Switch Collector uh, Facebook group posted a list comparing upgraded editions, and I can read it so that we can give him full credit to what he wrote. Um, Absolutely. So he said, uh, so recently... I have went through some of my physical games and upgraded them to a newer version. I wanted to make this post in a case so it helps some others uh, with a similar process. First up, and so he goes over the games. And we can stop after each game, so that way we can talk about if you're interested or if you noticed. Um, I know you read the post, so you know about all these now. Mm-hmm. Um, so first up was Overcooked 1 and 2. Um, to Overcooked All You Can Eat Now. Uh, 1 and 2 uh, just basically has the main games of 1 and 2. Um, Overcooked 2 required a 3.5 gig update, and Overcooked 1 has an almost gigabyte update. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna estimate, by the way. Um, Overcooked All You Can Eat includes both games plus all the DLC content on the games. So the update of this version is about 2.6. Um, that's a lot. <laughs> um, so you would save all, some memory space and get all the DLC. Problem with this, though, is that the save file does not transfer over, which means from the programmer side or the publisher side that the all you can eat is now a new version. They did a new code, Barry, of that. They didn't just add the DLC mm-hmm. to it for the release. They created a brand new one with the DLC all on there. It's kind of how we're releasing um, Mighty Fight Federation to get the DLC characters and everything on there. It has to be a new code. Um, and then, therefore, you'd have to start the entire games over again. So that's a good question right there as we pause at the Overcooked. Um, is it worth restarting the game to have the most complete version? Um, I think that depends on the gamer and the game. Uh, if you're somebody who, you know, you bought the game and you've just enjoyed it and the DLC came out and you love the game so much that you bought the game digitally and then this new physical version comes out, um, you're probably going to continue playing your save file. And if you buy this version, you're buying it to have it complete uh, preserved and probably not going to open it and continue playing the game that you already have because you bought the DLC. Uh, if it's a game that you've never played before, then then yeah, this is the way to go. <laughs> so basically, if you like, if you're more about getting the copies to preserve, um, but if you're pouring in hundreds of hours into a game, restarting it might be a daunting. Task. Oh yeah, at that point, <laughs> why should you? You already own the stuff. You're already playing it. You're you're good on playing the version you have. But it does save you like three gigs of space on your console, which is crazy. Well, that's a lot of space. But that's a lot of space. <laughs> I mean, it, it depends on if you're hurting on space, too, or not. Um, so if we move on, the second one, which I wasn't even tracking, Carry On is an interesting yeah, one. Um, while the save remained the same I was um, and was able to pick up exactly where the game left off, the retail does have the most up-to-date on cart. 
The retail version versus the one that was pre-ordered is what they're talking about. The retail version has version 1.011, whereas the special reserve version has an older version on it. There is also a patch beyond this that is 1.0.12, though. And for some reason, the patch amount is over 167 megabytes, even though the older cart has had an older version on it. Um, so the patch size remains the same regardless if it's... So basically what he's saying is is that the um, the one that you get from Special Reserve is like a 167 megabyte patch and then the one that it goes on the retail one from 11 to 12 is also 167 megabytes. That's weird. So basically you get a more up-to-date cart with this one. So that's a question. So not only is that ver- that game that you got with the pre-order not complete on cart, the retail is a newer version and it's still not complete on cart like thoughts Barry because I know you have thoughts <laughs> this is I mean a that's deep disappointing one, deep cuts that it's, man. Still, it's still not there but again it's one of those things where if the servers and that's the main reason is that when servers go down right if the servers are up and you put the game in you're going to download the update anyway but if the servers go down and you want to play carry on after that the retail version is by far the better version to play because you're going to have the more up to date version on the card um, it sucks, um, and that's one of the things that we do with ours. Is you know we we ask developers, are you done done with the game? And that's the version you're going to get. Um, if there's maybe a bug fix here or there, we can't help that if it comes down the road. But all content is done, and I think all content is done here. It's probably just bug fixes, but I could be wrong. Yeah. But uh, if again, if you're going to play it uh, and the servers go down, then the retail copy is by far the better one to go with. Yeah, and that's that's something like us as a company are trying to avoid. We talk talk that with every developer. It's like we want the most complete on cart version possible. So like anything that's unavoidable, of course. But like we try to make sure. Um, so the next couple of games talks about Streets of Rage is basically uh, some space things with the DLC on it, and it is a new version of the um, new version of the game. Minecraft Dungeons again does have all the DLC on it. Um, but the saves do transfer over, which means to me that they just added that DLC for free for everyone. Mm. Um, Oddworld Trilogy had three separate cartridges released by a certain company. And now all the games are on one cartridge. New and Tasty can download an update. Um, so I it didn't have to download and run the game. Saves transfer over. So that's an interesting one. So that one is kind of like what I mentioned with Blaster Master, where you have three different cartridges, and now you have a all-on-one. Thoughts? I know I, you love. I, I know you love multi-application cards. So. <laughs> I love multi-application cards. I love things like this that save space. And uh, you know, this is one of those games where I got the Oddworld limited editions with the lenticular covers for all three. Mm-hmm. And when the trilogy came out. All on cart. I got it, and I took the three games out, and I put them in my overflow pile, uh, and I put the one on the shelf because it saved that much more room. And I was going to ask how you do that because do you consider each one a unique release, and you'd rather have that in your collection, or the trilogy to just have the game experiences on your collection? Because I would think that some collectors might do it the opposite way, Barry. Well, see, I I put the trilogy on my shelf due to space because it Mm -hmm. takes up less room, but I'm not getting rid of the other three individuals because (laughs) they are individuals. So they're in my overflow uh, where I put like variant covers. But in this case, even if I got rid of all variant covers and just had one copy of each, I would still hold on to these because they counted as separate releases. Yeah. So now the next one is one that irritates me. 
Um, but we'll see what you think about it. It's The Lion King and Aladdin. And oh. when they did another release, they added a whole nother game, Jungle Book, to it. Or games. Um, and they added um, a S- Super Nintendo version of Aladdin with a manual for that version. Of the, the manual game. is random. He he just got the Super Nintendo Aladdin manual, but there's four different manuals in in there. Exactly. And you get one you get one at random. Isn't that crazy? Like That's so, so stupid. So like it's all fully patched though on the new version, but um there's also an update on that one too. Yeah, so. but again, it's it's an update I believe just bug fixes and stuff. Like I, I it's all playable without downloading that update. Yeah, but you're not going to play the optimal, optimized <clears throat> version. But I personally hate when, when they do that because now it's like, okay, so Lion King Aladdin is basically an irrelevant release because there's a version with Jungle Book on it too. So you get another game. Another game. And the Super Nintendo version of Aladdin is very different than the Genesis. So really you're getting another two games. There's a there's a good um, you know controversy of which one is actually better, Genesis or Super Nintendo. Of course. And, and there's people who argue both because they are different games. They're both They're fun. very different games. I think they're both fun. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that's why people were complaining when the Super Nintendo version wasn't included because it's like, well, that's a different game. Why not include that? You have like the Game Boy versions. So they they listened and they did that and they added Jungle Book, which which I think is smart. Um, and there is a digital update, so if you have the other one, you could digitally update. But for physical collectors, this new version is by far the way to go with. Yeah, and then you have the Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, combo pack and that's an example of when you get the double you want to get the double because the original one has a gig update on it the original release of ori and now with the double pack everything's on the cartridge saves transfer over and there's no downloads required like that, that is the, weird though that is the perfect version to have it is i mean the original version needed an update and now with the whole second game there's no updates needed well it sounds to me like they when Fair they did part. the second update Number one, they did the bigger card, but they also put the final version on it, which is awesome. So that's yeah. a that's a no brainer. Um, now there's Blaster Master Zero, which was one of those that I was on my soapbox about before because re- like Limited Run was releasing their one, two, and three, and I I don't I still don't have three. I don't think in the mail yet. I have the trilogy, and I'm able to play three already physically from Asia, and it's everything on the cartridges. Which is crazy. Well, for one and two. So this one, one and two are fully on the cartridge. Three uh, has a patch, but it's like a 50 megabyte patch. So that's like like any kind of updates or whatever. Um, yeah, so that's interesting, though, that it's... I mean, it's 100% like get the trilogy. Because it's all in English. The art looks amazing on it. And, and like there's no downloads. Like that right there, though, makes me very um, timid to getting some of these bigger releases that we know are going to get multi-region releases because like it's like well i can get it all better in a different region and get the game faster yep you know it's funny you you talk about the art being better i've heard the opposite i've heard people who are upset with the art for the blaster master trilogy just because of the the sexual nature of one of the characters Oh, um, like I don't, yeah. I, I that stuff doesn't bother me. And I didn't even notice that at first. And then I'm like, what? And then I looked at, it, I'm like, oh, oh, they're kind of shoving her ass at you, aren't they? Yeah, I can see why you're a little annoyed by that. Yeah, I mean, if people are sensitive, though. I, I'm not sensitive for anything. I'm. It doesn't bother me. And my daughter didn't call it inappropriate, so there's that. I mean, it didn't bother me when either. I showed my daughter the original. Uh, art for demons tier plus that we had to uh use a cover-up for on the the retail uh, my daughter was like that other one's inappropriate don't do that one daddy 
<laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so cleavage. Um, and the developers wanted us to be safer um, in alignment with the E10 rating. Um, yes. Ironically, the T14 rating that ended up accidentally getting on our cartridges, um, that is still the covered up one. It's just the rating didn't change. <laughs> so that's why everybody gets a bonus one for us. Um, Pokemon Sword just talks about the plus expansion and how um, basically it's there's still an update. <laughs> so, I mean, so the thing is, is that like it's it's inevitable in modern co- in modern consoles especially with switch because there's such a smaller it's seemingly smaller print runs that are going on with switch games because even if you go to a GameStop, quite frequently you're going to see third-party titles where my local GameStop gets one copy maybe two of a game in and so if that's the case they're doing significantly smaller print runs which means that then if the game sells well or gets hype they'll order another one and frequently like if i'm going to order a new version and there's a better and there's a more upgraded version why would we not put the upgraded version on it it's like makes sense so that's gonna happen and it's gonna be really tough to keep track of and you know guys um you know like members of the uh community that are putting together these lists like jessica Steele, it's like awesome that he was able to to come up with his musings but i guarantee that's not all inclusive like there's probably another half dozen games at least that do this i was gonna say you know this is a great list by jesse and thank you for for compiling it but there's so shit you want to cross eyes let's look at okay so we got sonic mania and then it went to sonic mania plus and then they did an individual release of sonic mania without the plus later (laughs) <laughs> yep, there's so so many games, and and it's probably subtleties. It's kind of like you know they did this with the NES and the SNES too, and N64, yep. and no one really paid attention to it. Like, oh, this is an updated version of the ROM on the cart, yep. uh, and and you could be a you know you could say you have the whole set of, of the games, but it's like, well, do you have every version of every single game? Like that'd be crazy. I mean, there's um, people out there that don't even know major ones like Super Mario World. And then the version of Super Mario World with Mario All-Stars that came on the combo cart yep. actually has a different sprite for Luigi. And people don't yep. even know that. That's an easy one versus like the small version updates of like Super Mario Brothers 3 where it fixes a couple little things. There are those out there for the NES games. And the only way you'll know now is if you look at the ROMs, they actually have different versions of ROMs. So you have version 1, 2, 3 or however they number them. Um, and there's a lot of games out there, man, that have a well, lot of Well, that's the same versions. thing with this. I mean, this you're the only exactly. one you know. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, I I wish that, we, you know, all companies were required to put, like, the ROM number on the... Uh, back? On the outside, yeah, on the back, so you would know. Uh, another big one, which which happened because it was flack, was Hollow Knight. When Hollow Knight first came out, you know, physically, from mm-hmm. I Am 8-Bit, they had a big sticker, includes all four DLC and when you popped it in, you got three DLC on the card, and one was download, and people complained, and they said, okay. And they re-released the game with all four DLC actually on the card, and the only difference is a screenshot on the back of the box is different. It's the only way to know which version you have is to look <laughs> at the screenshot. And, I think uh, I have the – I think we talked about this before, and I have the original. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's crazy because – and they weren't going to do it, but there was backlash. People were like, well, this doesn't really include – like you got to download it for free, but it's not on the cart. So they did re-release it. But again, if you're not knowing, 
Well, you know what else is funny is you talk about it from a preservationist perspective that we're preserving the game, but then from a collector's perspective, having a first run, a first printing of a game is also important. So having the first printing versus having the complete game is another topic because some people want that very, very first version of a game. So if it's the very first release ever of Hollow Knight, which is not, but if it was, <laughs> like that would be a more significantly historical important thing than having the version with the extra DLC on. Yeah. That's why when it happened, they actually said to all of us that purchased, "Oh, if you send back the copy of your, you know, game, we'll send you the update run." And I just bought because I was playing it. That's where I played Hollow Knight. So I have the first print opened because that was what I played and then I ordered another copy and got the uh the all on cart, which I've kept sealed. So I have both of them, and that's the reason I'm keeping both, because it's two oh. versions of the game. So one thing that uh, um, we talked about during this was is that um, you know some games where the saves don't transfer over. So a hint from us being on the production side, the publisher side, uh, you can see something on the back, and that is there is the game code is on the back of every retail case. And it actually tells you there's a five-digit code that's on there that Nintendo requires, and that's actually the game like code of that title. And so if they change it, like we were talking about the one game where all the uh, the DLCs on there, but it's a new release, like uh, um, what was the one? It was it was Overcooked. So that mm-hmm. Overcooked All You Can Eat has a different five-letter code than the other one. Um, just like Mighty Fight Federation is going to have an eShop, like the code, the games on the eShop also have this five-digit code. And so then the our physical version is going to have a different code. And typically, the fifth digit is different. That's usually what it is. So if it's like A, B, C, D, E, it would be A, B, C, D, F. Like they usually keep it within a couple letters of that one. So that's a, a weird, unique thing that we know because we're a publisher. But that's something to keep in mind when you're looking on the back of games. Like, oh, okay. So you take a picture of your version of Breath of the Wild. Then you look at the other version of Breath of the Wild and see it. And I'm literally looking at Breath of the Wild right now because I got the one with the DLC on it that came only out in Japan right now, which is the only way to get that currently, right, with the expansion pass. Yep, I think it's out of print too. Oh, I mean, I just picked it up because I'm a huge... That's my favorite game on the Switch of all time at this point still. Um, I... I still can't believe that America didn't get that. Like, why would Americans want that? So weird. I don't know. Um, I'm seeing a lot of criticism going toward uh, the new Pokemon being that it like Breath of the Wild looked better and all this. And I would like to know because I haven't been able to play the game yet. So we'll we'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) I know you've been playing it, and so it should be um should be interesting once I uh, play with my daughter a little bit because her um we found her switch finally it was hiding in a bag somewhere but we charged we charged her up so like as soon as we get the game she'll try it out a little bit and I'll pull her away from the mimic in Roblox for a minute so why haven't you gotten the game yet oh my goodness it's like I know how to do these transitions Barry (laughs) (laughs) so um I pre-ordered my game from Amazon and you know because of inclement weather it's like 60 cold 60 degrees out here like really like like t-shirt and shorts weather for me i'm from the midwest um yeah it's just so inclement weather they couldn't deliver it i have no idea it makes me mad that like i get a game pre-order says it'll deliver from these mega corporations like an amazon and then it's just like 
it's running into a delay. And so I'll I'll get it between, and it still says it right now if I look at it, between yesterday <laughs> and like Tuesday. And that's what I got for a game that I got on pre-order from first party. Yeah, and I, I pre-ordered it right after that Pokemon announcement from Best Buy, another mega corporation. <laughs> and it shipped Thursday. Oh. And I woke up Friday morning at around 9 o'clock, 8.30, and I, uh, I checked. And it said it was going to be arriving on Saturday. And I'm like, what? Like, I, I this should be today. Today's first, you know, launch day. I pre-ordered this at Best Buy. What the heck? So yeah. I went to GameStop.com. I ordered another copy. And I actually, might at least in this area, they use DoorDash for delivery from store to houses on the, that day. So I chose Deliver That Day. And... DoorDash picked up a copy from my local GameStop and brought it to me uh, by noon. Uh, I had a copy. So hmm. Saturday, I'm like, well, Saturday, I'm going to get, you know, the other copy. Okay. Nope. And come Saturday, <laughs> we had a storm. We had a snowstorm here. And I checked. And due to inclement weather, even though mail still came through and all that, due to inclement weather, you'll get it the next business day. So that <laughs> copy is now going to come Monday, hopefully. I don't know. Maybe. And it's like, again, this is a first-party Nintendo title. This is Best Buy, not a small company at all, to, to literally pass over an entire weekend and just be like, oh, yeah, that's fine. You know, like, whatever. We'll get it on Monday. Um, and Amazon's doing the same thing. That's just not right. <laughs> like, I know things are out of their control, but this this shouldn't be happening. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. And, like, so, I mean, there is a way to ensure that you get your pre-ordered games on day one and and like literally from best buy you just do it from uh, in-store pickup and you just do the car pickup so you just have to drive to best buy wait outside and they bring it out to you um for me that would be a um 10 to 15 minute drive each way so i'm probably going to do that from now on and amazon's not going to get my business for pre-orders because i'm just going to do a best buy pickup and i'll just drive out there and and pick it up on the way to getting dinner or something yeah, I mean, I could do store pickup and do that too. And I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I, I pre-ordered it last year, like early last year, around you know, yeah. February, I think yeah. it was announced. So I didn't even remember how I pre-ordered it. And, you know, it, it sure enough, I still haven't gotten that copy. But the copy I ordered Friday morning from GameStop delivered to my house by noon by DoorDash. Yeah. So, I mean, the DoorDash For thing. Free. For free. In your area, the DoorDash thing is awesome. Yeah. yeah I was like, that's, oh, that's the way to do it. I didn't even have to leave my bed. So I mean, yeah, that's um, it's something like you know we're we're doing things where it's like a, a pre-order, but we don't say the launch day is this day because that is something like once you put out a launch day out there, it should release on that launch day. That's a a big classic retailer thing. Like we don't do that. Um, and the other piece is is that those companies had those games for weeks. And because I, I know this because I would go in and sometimes um, I think it was Blue Fire. I went into Best Buy and Blue Fire sitting there on a shelf and I'm like, this doesn't come out for like a week. And they had it out there and I just took it up. And I'm like, hey, so if, I'll see if they let me buy it. And then it brings up a little flag in their system. Like, oh, we can't sell this to you. I'm like, well, it was on the shelf. <laughs> you know, I ask them. You, um, you feign ignorance. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, see this on the shelf? Oh, okay, whatever. And I just like, okay. But I do know people that are in the communities that are like, yeah, my best, my Walmart, let me buy it. Like Walmart is the classic where some of the employees just sell it. They don't care. Um, and so, yeah, that's how games get out there early too is people just put them out there early and then you get a copy. And 
Stuff's insane, though. But yeah, I literally haven't been able to play Pokemon Legends yet. Um, I've I've saw a couple videos on the criticisms, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to play it and see if I enjoy it, because I always like to just experience things myself. Makes sense. <sighs> well, speaking of playing things, what have you been playing? Yeah, look at the transition, people. Um, so, I said this year I was going to keep it in my... Um, in my, what is it, New Year's resolutions, I'm going to try new games out of my backlog. So I went over to the backlog shelf, because I got a little cubicle where I have all the games that I've been wanting to play. Um, and I pulled out Golden Force, um, which has a release by VGN Ysoft, right? And mm-hmm. Pex, I think, was it Pixel Heart as well? It um, was also one of those free games part of the, for the for like this past Christmas, the company that did like the 19 free games, it was one of them. Nice. Um, so I looked at it, even when I bought it, all these things, and I was thinking it was like some kind of a Metroidvania-style game. Um, and I was wrong. <laughs> like it was absolutely not a Metroidvania. It's a it's a level-by-level um, action game, essentially. Um, so number one, first thing is I opened up the game. No manual. And I was like, really? Like, no manual in the game. Um, you know, us being you know, big advocates of manuals. I was like, really? And then it also was not complete on cart. It immediately had to do an update. So I was sitting there waiting for an update um, while I put in the game for this physical, not complete on cart, um, and it needed an update. So already I'm like waiting. Um, Now, um, there are multiple different characters to be able to choose from, which was pretty cool. Um, One is essentially Shantae, by the way. It was like ridiculous. Like she absolutely looked like Shantae. Um, So I tried... I chose her once, and I chose different characters. Uh, to me, though, um, the game, as you're learning it, super difficult. Um, and when you lose all your health, you essentially had to start over a level. Um, that's because, like, I was just trudging, trudging through it, just playing it. Um, and I didn't get to any of the checkpoints at that point. And you do have lives as well, so you lose all your lives, you have to restart. Um Health does. There are some health replenishes, but I was noticing that they're few and far between. So it was more like you need to play really strategically. And when you're t- talking about an action platformer, like I don't really want to play. Like if I'm trying to speed run this stuff, like I need to get the game faster. Um, and I mean, we've been playing these ridiculous, ridiculous games like Our Cathedral. That is not an easy game. So like, yeah. So for some reason, it just wasn't clicking. Um, and Every time you restarted a checkpoint. So say you're playing through the game and you earn all this money, you grind everything, kill everything, get all this money, you get pat you get to the checkpoint, you continue on, continue on, get to a boss, die, go back to the checkpoint, zero cash. All that cash you accumulate up to the checkpoint oh. you lose. That right there was the catalyst where I'm like, oh man. So like why even use a checkpoint? Because you gotta use the money to buy things in between levels and i'm like so now if i'm not good at the game to the point where i die once i lose all my money and i was like man um so you essentially you have to play strategically to not take any damage those are the kind of games where you need to keep your money so you can upgrade and get better and stronger and make progress so in other words like you're it's like a, a unique difficulty spike and i mean here's the thing jeff get good (laughs) like that get good get good but that being said though coming into this with an experience that i'm trying to play from a game in my backlog that i wanted to i wanted to like it more and now it's like well it's on the shelf and maybe i'll get back to it in the future maybe but 
right now, not obviously not in the top 40, but it's it's now onto the shelf, and I was like, all right, and I did not get back to Nino Kuni, but it's always like, all right, I'll go back to Nino Kuni now. That's like kind of the idea every time, is that I go back to Nino Kuni to play a little bit more. Um, I did not get back to it yet, but yeah, so that was my experience with um with Golden Force. Not, oh, I'm sorry not, to hear that. not a, not a, um, a favorite experience, but I do have a game that you recommend that I'll be playing next week and we'll talk about yes. it next week. Oh, but, I can't wait to hear your opinion on that. Mm-hmm. I have it sitting right there on my table and it's not open. So I will open it and do my opening. I've been taking notes on my phone as I play it too, just so we can chat about it. And <laughs> yeah, but either way though, like golden force with the graphics was cool. The music was cool. I like that you could switch between the characters, all that stuff. Like I wanted to like it so much. It just, yeah, it just didn't, didn't quite click. And now, I mean, you think about it from our perspective, we test games all the time for premium. So maybe I'm overly critical and analytical now. And that sucks if that's the case. If I'm starting to be a negative, negative Nancy, like, damn it. You know what? I've actually found myself feeling that way with certain games that we've tested just because it's like, uh, I've seen this, I've done this, or this feels like this, or this feels like that. And, you know, just being like overly critical and, uh, not not enjoying what what I might have enjoyed in the past um, because we, I we made looking... we made we need to both we we may need to both fix that because <laughs> we need to enjoy shit damn it well, we do and you know the games we we release we have absolutely enjoyed yeah that's very true like the stuff that so, we've even signed recently that, they're freaking amazing that that even says more about the games we release because it means it gets over that hurdle <sighs> it's true man. <laughs> uh. Like I like I, I was playing. I'm like, man, I just want to go back to Robot Name Fight. <laughs> like that's what I was thinking, or or go back to Cathedral, or like Phenotopia. Like I was like, oh, go back to Phenotopia, play some more. <laughs> like, like it's so weird, so weird. So what have you been uh, playing or up to? Anything new or just continuing more? Uh, a lot of the same stuff, except for Pokemon Legends Arceus. I did get to start playing on Friday nice. thanks to GameStop. Anything, uh, anything my, mentionable my, yet? My initial impressions are. This is the game I wanted since I was, you know, first introduced to Pokemon when it came yes. out. I wanted this on 64. I'm finding myself just engrossed when I first got it. And it's like, here's all the things you have to do. You have to catch like 25 of them and you need to defeat 15 of them. I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and grind this out. This is terrible. And then I didn't play that way. Instead, I just ran around and, and caught stuff and battled stuff. And as I'm doing things, it's doing like I'm just completing objectives without trying to complete objectives and they give you these nice little hints at the top like when you catch it's like you caught you know three out of four and you know like that's the next checkpoint so it's like oh maybe there's another one here let me go catch it it's that incentive like i only need one more and it happens with everything and it's just it's just become so much fun running around these environments climbing you know like the mountains and and throwing pokeballs from above and like knocking into pokemon like and just it's have, all near real time right it's all real time 100% nice. battles are real time um battles what surprised me is when i was having a battle with a pokemon and another one wandered over and just joined the battle like oh you're attacking my friend let me help and I'm like, oh my god! Now I've got to fight two at a time, and I've had up to three at a time. Oh, <laughs> that I, like, and they each take their turns, you know, per my one turn. And I'm like, oh my god! You know, I'm trying to dodge the attacks, uh, just as it would be real world. You know, like the battles are happening. You could be trying to catch a Pokemon, and another one aggroes except, you. Except for if three people attacked me, I wouldn't wait my turn. I'm just saying. oh no, I would run like <laughs> hell. Too. I would either run like hell or just. 
go after them all at the same time and make them <laughs> run away. Like, either way, I'm not going to wait my turn. <laughs> but, yeah. But, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, they still have to preserve the Pokemon. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and the one nice thing that I, I absolutely love. So, in Pokemon, since Red and Blue, you would get a Pokemon, you would love it, you would level it up. It would get a fifth move. And it would be like, what move do you want to forget? Because a Pokemon can only have four moves. Yeah. That's been a staple. This game gives that the finger in the best way possible. So, really? Pokemon can still only use four moves in battle. However, at any time, you can go into your menu and choose that Pokemon and select which moves you want available. So every move it's ever learned, it still has. And you could just select which four you want to bring with you into battle and keep active at any time. That also means when it learns a new move, you have to manually go add it in and take out an older move. But you never lose those moves. Um, so you always have them. So even if you have a you know a stronger you're a Pokemon and you're in a weaker Pokemon area and you just want to weaken it a bit to catch it, you can go back and put Ember in because that's a weaker fire move and so, you're fine. So Nino Takuni does that. Yeah. Yeah. And Pokemon finally does that. Nice. Yeah, because I was noticing that like I got like some new attacks in Nino Kuni and like I can just select which ones I put on. That makes sense. It's approachable. Yeah. Yeah, why would why would you forget something that you've known since the beginning? Like you you, you learn a new technique, you don't forget an They're old technique. They're forgetful, Barry. God, <laughs> but I like that. And there's a dojo <laughs> where cool. you could add new Pokemon or new uh, moves to the Pokemon and stuff. Um, there, it just it just feels so good and and yes i know people will be like oh the graphics don't look that great even the graphics never bothered me they were they're very artistic i like the style but i so never some people just it. don't like the style which with art like some people are it's going subjective. to not like other things and pokemon's a notoriously bright series yep. so if they do muted colors because it's supposedly in the past which was probably by design um like some people just write well it's not as bright as pokemon okay well yeah it's in the past it's old school I like it. Um, I noticed some little touches, like there's a swampy area, and I was, you, you know, when you walk into the swamp and you come out, like your feet are dirty and muddy and stuff like that, like little things. I'm like, oh, it's nice. You know, you go to the houses and you walk towards the bed, you automatically take off your shoes, you know, very Japanese. Uh, things uh, like does that. Does it feel barren? Because that was the other criticism. No. Is, like things feel no. barren. Um, I mean, there's it's fields. But there's, po- there's plenty of Pokemon, and sometimes there's too many Pokemon. They're, they're, they start yeah. aggroing you, and you're just trying to catch one. And as you're trying to run out of aggro range, you run into another Pokemon that aggroes you. And, and they're, they're like clumped into fields. You know, like you'll, you come to an area, and it's like all Bidoofs. And you come to an area, and it's like all, you know, um, Zubats. And, and the time does change. <laughs> I don't know what a Bidoof is. <laughs> like you're, a a Bidoof. Like you're, you're a Bidoof. <laughs> um, you'll you'll know when you start it up because you have you have to catch a Bidoof. Oh, I, um, I, yeah, I bet it's it's just like part of the thing. Yeah. It's, it's it's one I forget what gens, but it's one of the Rattatas. You know, like the normal yeah. type common Pokemon. I know what a Zubat um, is because that's Trauma Rattalike Rattalikas or whatever. <laughs> but the um, Rattalika, that's a publisher. <laughs> that's a publisher. Um, <laughs> you're thinking Rattata. R- Rattalikas. <laughs> Um, the <laughs> as the day changes, poke, there are Pokemon that are there during the day and then during the night. So like at nighttime, you know, Zubats and Gastlys and stuff will pop up, and then you know during the day you get like Roselias and you'll get you know. Like, so it changes up. So you could be hunting a Pokemon; it could disappear during the night and day. Or that's cool. Uh, and uh, then there's Alphas, which are really cool mechanic. When it goes um, to night, does it say it's a horrible night to have a curse? No, it just it brings just up a pop up, stops everything, brings a pop up. No, no, no Castlevania. Too, so. <laughs> um, you could also rest anytime. You could rest to um, 
So like any like I want to rest till evening, I want to rest till morning, whatever. So you can change the time at camps. You can fast travel to camps. But there's also this alpha mechanic where in packs of animals, there's usually an alpha. Uh, this is just how it is in nature. And there are alpha Pokemon, huh. and you know that they got bl- glowing red eyes, and they've got a different icon, and they're significantly stronger than the regulars. And if you catch them, they're much more powerful to put in your team. Oh, but so everybody wants them sp- alphas. The shinies. <laughs> well, they're not shinies. There are shinies, too. Shiny oh, Pokemon. Jesus. But but it's interesting hunting the alphas because you'll be like, oh, there's a bunch of little ones. And then, like, oh, there's the alpha one, like, dominating the area. And if you catch it, of course, it's stronger. But they have, like, far aggro ranges. They are significantly stronger to battle. And what's interesting with catching, you could just catch whenever you want. Like, oh, look, there's a Pokemon I'm going to throw at it. Uh, you obviously get a bonus if you hit them from behind because they're not expecting it. But then there are the aggressive ones where if they see you, they will knock away any Pokeball you throw. And instead, you have to battle and weaken them to catch them at that point because they've already seen you. They're aware. Uh, you could also use things like berries to distract them. You throw a berry and they'll, oh, let me go get that like Pokemon Snap. to We kick, throw kick you? Through. Yes, they we throw, throw we throw Barry at everything. Yes, that's the solution <laughs> to the world. Um, but yeah, Use I'm Barry. having a blast. Um, there's no gyms. You get you get you rank up with research. Yeah. The more I've, you I've, do. I've heard that there's like one near the end. There's like one oh, big, big thing. Maybe maybe there is, but I mean, but that's like the entire you, game though. <laughs> yeah, you have to go like in those standard games. You go to the first gym, and then you can catch Pokemon up to twenty, and then you get another one. You can catch Pokemon up to thirty. So now you just do research. Now you do the research and you get oh. graded on your tasks, and the more tasks you do, you'll rank up into different stars, and then from then you can catch Pokemon another ten levels and stuff, and use better balls. There's a crafting system, so instead of running and getting money for Pokeballs, you could just harvest berries and harvest rocks, and you can make your own Pokeballs at any time, as long as you have the materials on you. Like even in the field, you could just make more Pokeballs. Um, well, very, cool. very intuitive. Very. A lot of it is Breath of the Wild. It's like Breath of the Wild meets Monster Hunter meets Pokemon Snap. And if that sounds exciting to you, then this is absolutely the game for you. I'm All I'm going to say is I hope that my daughter likes it because she did not like the last Pokemon, the Shining Diamond or whatever. I, I think she'll. Did she like Breath of the Wild? Um, oh. she, she was too little for uh, Breath of the Wild, but she loved Pokemon Shield. So that's and Did she, she like the Pokemon wild area Snap? of Pokemon Shield? Well, what she liked about Pokemon Shield is that she could trade with people and do all the fun stuff. Okay. So like she isn't much of a grinder. So like this should be interesting to see if she takes to it. But I've watched her play Roblox where she's grinding out and doing like all types of things. So she's growing as a ten year old now. <laughs> well, this thing does have XP share um, built in. So but every so every time you catch a Pokemon, all your Pokemon get experience. Good. Every time you battle uh, a Pokemon and defeat it. The Pokemon with the more the people or the Pokemon that participate in battle get more experience. Uh, the person like if you find a, a tree with berries, you throw a Pokemon at it and it knocks the berries down. They uh, that particular Pokemon will get experience Don't for knock doing berry that. down. Jeez. You know? um, and sometimes <laughs> no, you'll find like you'll find bugs in the the trees or like under rocks. You'll find gems and like Geodudes will pop up. Like yeah, you know you disturb me and they start attacking you. It's it makes the world feel more alive. Um, you get mounts and stuff that you can call anytime. So you're saying um, you're enjoying it. <laughs> I'm very much enjoying it. Unlike me with my experience, right? Yes, I'm very much enjoying it. it. I look forward to to putting in more hours. 
Uh, I'm having a blast. Well, all I gotta say is I did enjoy some gaming this week, but I can't talk about it because we're potentially signing some stuff. So, <laughs> yes. There's well, that. that that I enjoyed too, there's but again, that. I can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, there is that, but yeah, like it's really cool. Um, but yeah, like I can't wait till I. Um, I'm gonna play a little bit too. I'm gonna try it out. Um, you should. If I, am I gonna have the time to dig in? Probably not. But you never know. Um, because I do have like responsibilities that I feel like because I want to get stuff done for premium even though it's fun <laughs> like it's not like it's bad for me to get this stuff done but I go oh, I'm gonna focus on doing this and I'm all, all of a sudden I'm like all right the weekend's gone <laughs> I enjoyed myself but uh the weekend's gone <laughs> tell me about it and I got nothing I got no gaming done or it's another week and I didn't play any games um that's where it's like I'm at least dedicating a night where I'm gonna be playing like I'll probably play the the new game tonight or something I'll just be like all right I'm done with Shut my computer down, get out of my office, and, and go out and play games. <laughs> like, that's what I do. And I got to, though, because I don't want, you know, the whole year to go on. Like, last year, where I didn't play too much. Like, I liked, even though I, you know, I had some, some nitpicks, and really that's what it was on Golden Force, I still got to play it and had fun. Yeah. Yep. Craziness, man. Craziness. This whole week's been craziness. And, I mean, I got in new games. Like, I got in, what was it, Blood Roots? And um, got in a couple other games that I put into the collection. And um, the Castlevania collection I got in with the Tom DeBoy, um cover on the little NES version, which is awesome. I love those. Still love those. Those are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did that so I could support Tom and his work because he does awesome stuff. But... Yeah, got a couple of highlights there, and um, what else is going on? Anything else, or should we uh, close up? I think that's a good time to close up. We had a lot of topics we talked about. Oh, yeah, like we talked about a ton. It's great. Love it. Love when we have episodes where there's a lot of meat on the bone. Uh Uh-huh, absolutely. And and so, yeah, that'll be something that we're trying to do going forward, is we have some cool topics, and it's not just us talking about premium, but we actually have stuff with Switch going on, so... Um, we did have some people talking about what they were playing. I think, uh, we had one member, but it had like a big long number, but it said that they were playing, um, Smash Brothers. <laughs> that's, that's what it was in, uh, the, the, um, Spotify question. I said, Hey, what are you playing? And they said, Smash Brothers. <laughs> Great game. Um, and, um, I did get a message from, uh, Jesse about winning and he did not do it within the hour. He said, Hey, I know Barry said he would do it within the hour, but I got busy. <laughs> It's for his patch for winning. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. He's like, yeah, I know he said he'd do it within the hour, but it wasn't an hour, but he's like, I did listen to it. <laughs> so pretty cool, though. Um, so, yeah, Barry, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You can find me on Facebook and at YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. You can also find me at the Premium Edition Games Discord, as well as the support email should you ever need. And uh, our next Nintendo Fuse podcast, as we talked about last time, will actually be tomorrow. So maybe today, depending on when this goes out, on uh, January 31st. So as Jeff says, come harass me at 8.30 p.m. Eastern at YouTube, <laughs> and uh, hopefully I'll see you there. Jeff, what about you? It's a way to do it. Um, so uh, you can find me on Facebook and the Twitter at Hagen's Alley, and then at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram. I've been posting a little bit of uh, blogs and things as we get updates, because I've been knee-deep in working on production. Um, I did mention that at the end of the episode we talk about like what um, 
what conventions we got coming up. So outside of Anything Goes Expo in Waco, Texas, that's uh, in February. Like it's February 12th uh, through the 13th in Waco, Texas. We'll be there. I'll be there with Stadium Frank, our marketing dude, who does all the Twitches and all the fun stuff. Um, I also just had a a video game central station video game shop and swap that popped up and it'll be april 9th and 10th in athens georgia which is like an hour and a half from me so i got invited out to there to hang out and and uh spread the good word of premium so it's going to be more of like a swap meeting things just hanging out um apparently a lot of the the vendors out there already know who we are and we're like yeah you should have you should come out and hang out and like we'll buy you a flight of beer i was like oh cool i can't drink beer but cool you have ciders? <laughs> like, I was like, sweet. So yeah, so that'll be another one, and that'll be right bef- like a couple weeks before Midwest Gaming Classic again in Milwaukee, which Midwest Gaming Classic starts Friday, April 29th through May 1st. So that'll be another great one. So, I mean, we look forward to seeing everybody, um, and hopefully by like May, we might have some, uh, some series stuff to talk about. I hope. That would be great. Series 4 stuff. Let's hope, man. All right, everybody. Forward to it. Um, so thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Have a good one. <laughs>